like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Hey everyone, it's Heather. I know you're here to listen to the podcast, but did you know I also offer all kinds of online consulting services? Stuff like webinars, book studies, curriculum training and consultation, and even companion activities for podcast episodes to use for staff development. If you're interested, you can check out my website at www.thatearlychildhoodnerd.com or you can email me at heather at thatearlychildhoodnerd.com. Thanks for listening. Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that Early Childhood Nerd Podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt Santi. And finally, finally, I have Lisa Murphy back on. Yay! Just me and Lisa again. Just me and Heather. <laughs> um, it does seem like it's been forever. We did a lot of panel stuff over the summer, but we haven't just done a episode with just the two of us in a long time. And I think this will be a, 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 a nice way to kick <laughs> that off again. Right. I think this is going to be a good jump back in. <laughs> so, um, so we're going to talk about, it's a, it's instead of a quote, I'm just, we have a very short blog post um, that's going to guide our conversation on this episode. And the blog post, it comes from um, Transforming Early Childhood Education or Transforming ECE, I think is how you would find them on Facebook. Um, and the, the blog post is called, There is No Hierarchy in Early Childhood Education. Um, and so let me just read this quickly and then we'll jump in. I think I've noticed this for years, but it didn't really hit home for me until this week. What was it that I noticed? That in the world of early childhood education, there's a preconceived notion that there are some roles in our field that are seen as better than others. I won't go into detail with the experience, but let me say it really wrecked me. And that's sad. That's not in the blog. That's just me. <laughs> um, let me be perfectly clear. Back to the blog. I have multiple degrees in the field of education, but that does not make me better than someone who cares for children in their home in each, each and every day. I will always see myself as a child care provider because those who provide care for children are giving everything to look out for the best interest of all of our children. I'm begging each and every one of you who work in the field of early childhood education to come together and lift one another up. Please, for the love of our children, stop seeing others as lacking and instead find ways to help one another become our best selves. The end. And when I, when I sent this to, to you, Lisa, I texted you the link to the blog post, and I think all you saw was the, there is no hierarchy in early childhood education, and your response was, yes, there is, with like seven exclamation points. There, there <laughs> is. And, and uh, yeah, it kind of made me laugh, too, initially, uh, of like, yeah, there is. Like, what's this? I got to get my hands on this. What is she talking about? I, I will say that I think the spirit of the blog is one of that there shouldn't right. be, which I 100% agree with, 
But um, like you, Heather, after you know, 25, 30 some odd years in the industry, anybody who tries to convince me that there isn't a hierarchy, invisible or visible, mm -hmm. um, either hasn't spent enough time in the industry or is lying or is lying to themselves <laughs> or, or is benefiting or, from the hierarchy or is benefiting <laughs> to some degree from the hierarchy um but i mean there is and 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 in preparation for this conversation i i drew one out you know i mean i drew out the the ladder of 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 what i see in it and then even how it spokes within it you know mm -hmm. if if, if there is, whether anybody wants to admit it or not, and I'd love to get really specific and unpack it, um, but I don't know if we have that kind of time, but I have always felt that if you, there's a huge difference socially, per, perception-wise, if you are an elementary school teacher, and mm -hmm. let's, you know, for the sake of being clear for perhaps a new listener, early childhood education is defined as birth to age eight. So mm -hmm. that includes our kindergarten, grade one, grade two counterparts, 100%. However, if I tell you socially at a dinner party, which we're not going to right now right. anyway, but if, right. if I was to tell you that I was an elementary school teacher, I would be received and perceived differently than if I told you that I was a family childcare provider mm -hmm. or that I was an infant room educator. Um, and that's just the reality. I think you could spend the rest of your career picking apart and unpacking the actual reasons why. Mm -hmm. um, but to say that there isn't one I, I think is misleading because there right. is one. Right. And well, and that's um, so, I mean, you're talking about the outside perception, which is a hundred percent relevant and we've all probably experienced that to some degree. Um, I also made a list of the internal ones. I was going to say, and, but I think we do to each other. Yeah. And so I just recorded um, a couple of days ago with Carol Garboden Murray and Richard Cohn about her book that's coming out about the pedagogy of care and how we need to get rid of this dichotomy of care and learning being completely different things and one better than the other. Um, although I think we decided that care was better. But, <laughs> um, but one of the things that came up was this sort of internal gatekeeping that we do amongst ourselves. Um, even if it's just a child care center classroom that has a lead teacher and an assistant and an aide, and we throw all the garbage work to the aide and we say, or, or you know, I'm, I'm a lead teacher, so I'm working the morning shift and I'm not going to stay till six o'clock because I have my degree and degrees don't stay till six o'clock. Apparently those four, that four to 6 p.m. time doesn't count as much during a child's day. Um, so there's all kinds of, and then yeah, childcare center versus family childcare. We have a little bit of attitude towards each other sometimes. And I personally experienced a lot of Head Start versus childcare program sort of hierarchy. Uh, so it's, it's, we can't deny that it's there. We can wish that it wasn't there. We can say it's unfair, um, yeah. but it's there. Um, yeah, I mean, I was told that when I first got hired that the reason that you're the closer when you're new is because you're new. Like I had nothing to do with anything other than being the lowest on the hiring totem pole. Mm -hmm. and, and it would get, forgive me, but it would get bitchy. You oh, know, yeah. like if you were there the longest, you were the first, you were the first one there, you opened, and then you were <laughs> out of it right after nap time was over. And that was it. And woe to anybody who, who challenged that. And I would even say, and, and this might be 
going outside of the actual topic that you had for today. And That's what at the same we do. time, selfishly, I've, <laughs> I've always wanted to give airtime to the, to that. The, it's, it's more of a, I think maybe a competition, but I think it's a comp competition that emerges out of that invisible hierarchy of like, well, I got all my kids to sleep today. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of pitting each other yeah. against each other. And, you know, it's, you know, I don't do daycare, you mm -hmm. know, I teach preschool. Right. And I wrote an article back in 2007 called The Verbiage Wars. And I, I mean, that was it, you know, pre-K, K, nursery school, co-op, head start, neat start, jump start, after <laughs> school, school age, family, child care, family, day home. We have so many ways of, of, of capturing what we do. Mm -hmm that it, it sends a fragmented message, I think, unfortunately, yeah. to, you know, like the shoot, they don't even know what they call themselves. Right, you know? exactly. And so how can we expect to change that dinner party person's attitude about what we're doing or that policymaker's attitude about what we're doing if we can't even come to an agreement that there's value um, in some of those jobs that are seen as lower on the hierarchy? Um, and I, I experienced it when I left. So I kind of worked my way up the ladder, so to speak, in the in the childcare slash preschool mm -hmm. arena. And back when I was cutting my teeth, um, the the pre K. I mean, you could probably have a whole separate conversation on that year before kindergarten, right? So in my brain, early childhood, as I just said, is birth to age eight, which we know that that's the accepted definition. But then preschool. Lisa Murphy definition was birth until you made that transition mm -hmm. to kindergarten. But then that year before that transition, through the time of my career, evolved then into, you know, it was pre-K or it was the preschool year within the preschool year. And so preschool kind of, it's like, okay, is that an age? Is it a grade? Mm -hmm. Is it a service? Um, you know, right. just the other day I posted on Facebook, you know, what, what are some of the words that you've heard for that? Mm -hmm. You know, and there's over 40 posts on th that, the name for just that year. Mm -hmm. So I think that adds to that hierarchy of which, which piece of that fragment do you work with? Because somehow that might or might not elevate you on, on that ladder, on yeah. that hierarchy or ladder. So like when, when a lot of people like I would ask at, at gigs, I would be like, okay, how many of you in the room are working in a pre-K that is on an elementary school campus? Mm -hmm. You know, and a number of people would raise their hand and I would acknowledge that whether they realized it or not, they went up a rung on that mm -hmm. invisible ladder because yeah. now they're seen as a part of that elementary school campus, which still in is a perceived, mm -hmm. you know, higher, what, caliber or- right whatever, hire something. Hire whatever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just, I think that this really caught my attention because of, um, and I, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but, you know, over the summer, we saw this, this progression of when things first started shutting down due to COVID, teachers were heroes, and the posts were all about how, you know, we don't make enough money, and, and early childhood, you know, is the backbone. And then as the fall came around and we were trying to decide whether we could reopen schools, then suddenly the, and this is all just social media reference, you know, uh, suddenly everything was, um, you know, we can't just open schools because you need babysitting. I'm not a babysitter. I'm a teacher. And um, the whole thing made me rethink my own use of language because I used to and still slip into a pattern of getting really uptight about the words you use for the work we're doing. 
And I've gone from really making it a big deal to call it early child, early childhood education. And then childcare became sort of acceptable to me. Daycare, never, never say it. It still makes me cringe, but I'm, I'm progressing. My, my point is I'm starting to, to decide that that was all about my own ego and what I needed from the title and what I needed from the hierarchy. And if I'm thinking about just what I'm here for and what the children need from me and what I'm really doing with my days and try to pull my own ego out of it, then it's a whole different, then the words don't matter as much to me. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say you're never going to hear me say early childhood education, but, but I've gotten to where like, even when I'm teaching these classes at the community college, I talk a lot about childcare and some people are like, well, I don't do childcare. I'm at a preschool, but no, you're still doing you're still doing childcare, um, ultimately. And I think that's that's what I did. That was the intention behind the article that I wrote back in 2007, which was, you know, honestly, I don't really care what you call it because even if you're, even if you are like, no, I do preschool, <laughs> you're still ultimately caring for those children outside of their home space, whether that's mm -hmm. for 90 minutes, two hours, three hours, or 12 hours. There still is an element of care mm -hmm. and even if you call yourself a babysitter if you're doing it with a little bit of intention you probably are still seeing elements mm -hmm. of a high quality developmentally appropriate program whether or not you could speak to that right, right? and yeah. and i think that's the point that i was trying to make is that if you're doing it in a way that is developmentally appropriate play-based, child-centered, you know, in the highest and best interest for the children who are showing up every day. In theory, just to what you just said, Heather, it shouldn't matter what you call it. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't matter what kind of shingle is hanging on the door or, you know, how you're advertising yourself. Because at yeah. the heart, you like to think that people would be making those valuative statements based on actually what they were witnessing, mm -hmm. not just on the verbiage that's on the door. But yeah. unfortunately, we know that that doesn't often yeah. happen because it'll get filtered even through not only just preschool, childcare, daycare, uh, but also then you add the confusion of, well, we're Reggio inspired or we're Montessori <laughs> yeah. or we're Waldorf. And now you're just confusing the daylights out of everybody yeah. driving by the building because they might or might not know what it means. And, mm -hmm. and all of your listeners and yourself included, we all know that we have, have been or witnessed or, or observed or worked at you know, very highfalutin, like Lottie mm -hmm. duh programs that charge <laughs> a lot of money that are crap. And right. we've all worked and done some time in some programs that might not have been in the best areas, might not have had a lot of funding, but you knew that there was good, mm -hmm. amazing stuff yeah. that was happening in there. Yeah. Um, and I think it all is coming from, a lot of it has come from our desire to be, to be respected, right? And that's kind of where of we started with this. And, and what we've gotten to then was, okay, early childhood education, early care and education is something different than child care. When, um, and that, I think that did damage. Like, so, so now it just fed into the academic pushdown and the sooner is better focus that we were fighting against for so long. It's another way that we fed it instead of fighting it. Exactly. Exactly. And so we wanted to somehow be aligned with one of those identifiers that mm -hmm. maybe was a little higher up on on that ladder. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very it's a dated article, but she uh, I think it was Ann Mitchell. She was a former executive director of um, NA, uh, Nat, New York, excuse me, New York AEYC. But she wrote a really really good piece talking about how childcare historically had been linked with 
you know, lower socioeconomic status mm -hmm. and a need yeah. to go to work. And that preschool had this more educative phrase to it. And mm -hmm. unfortunately it, it shot us in the foot because right. then people who worked in either camp whether they realized it or not, started to get affiliated with that. So some people tried to intentionally like, no, no, I want to be seen on a, on a higher rung. And I don't know, I just think that the words sometimes get in the way. Mm -hmm. Bickering over whether or not I can get a room full of kids to sleep quicker than you can, I mean, gets in the way. Whether or not my bulletin board is sexier than your bulletin board, mm -hmm you know, gets in the way, you know, whether you're the opener or the closer, to me, you know, that still means somebody trusted you with the keys to the building. So that, you know, that says something regardless of, you know, how many alphabet soups, you know, initials you have after your name, <laughs> you know? And, you know, we both have initials after our name. We both have degrees. I'm not, I'm not saying that, 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 but, it, but it's not automatically an indicator that you are of a higher quality or better or right? better right. When you actually get in there with the children exactly um, and and i have seen i have seen amazing home-based programs that put the local child care slash preschool mm -hmm. to shame in regards to cultivating relationships and rich relevant meaningful experiences and um connections between the adults and the children you know and you know she has the bare minimum requirement of what the <laughs> state allows yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm not wanting to reinforce that. I'm wanting to simply point out that some of those superficial trappings or, or really quick observations that we might have does not necessarily guarantee quality or good program. Yeah, yeah. And I think and we all know that, but I also think that sometimes we, we assume that everybody else also knows that. And I think that occasionally it's, it's good to remind listeners mm -hmm. and viewers that, you know, just cause they have all the pieces of paper on the wall, uh, doesn't, doesn't mean that what's going on there is, is the best thing that could possibly be happening. Yeah. Oh God. Something was in my brain and gone. As soon as you stopped talking, I was like, no, let Lisa finish. Um, what, so maybe we sort of answered this in um not directly but just in the conversation we've had so far but i guess so what's what's the big deal if we what's the big deal about this why why does it matter that um you and i are all fired up right now about this internal hierarchy that we have in this competition between types of care and i think because it takes away from it, it it moves the lens, right? So I'll quote Mimi Shenfield when she was on our podcast, the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast, mm -hmm. when she talked about it's a dancing reference where you have your spot and you've got the big spot painted on the studio wall. So when you're learning how to spin, you're learning how to turn, you're learning how to twist and your eyes catch your spot and then you flip your body, you flip your head and you catch your spot and then you won't fall over. And her analogy was that as early childhood people, we've lost our spot. Yeah. You know, we're all over the place with what we're, what we're calling ourselves, what we're identifying as, what we're da 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 And so the spot, the light is now off of the children and the program. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why. I think it's time away. Like all the energy spent debating over what we're going to call ourselves is time away from deepening maybe my own practice or my own understanding mm -hmm. of my practice. It's like a distraction tool. Um, but to also to me, and I'll throw this out there, and it might be more me, I can't speak for you, but to me, it's, it's more evidence of the inconsistency that, that our profession has, that we don't have a unified title of what we do. Mm -hmm. And go on. It just seems funny to say, um, 
we're putting too much focus on the language we use and then to say we don't have a unified title but 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 that's the truth <laughs> but it's the truth and we need to I, I think there's people maybe i've said this already there's people in the field and i definitely have experienced it myself who need to do some reflection about why if you have that reaction when you see someone like like when i was a center director and people used to call and say so do you uh teach or are you just like babysitters and that used to just fill me with instant rage and i had to stop and think about you know they're asking the question that they think that you know with the information they have that's what they think right. they need the distinction is um those of us within the field though should be expected to have a higher level of knowledge about what the differences mean when we're talking about those differences and find out what's common and then that can be maybe our unifying language um but it, it's it's a difficult yeah i kind of I have some my, leaders in our field seem to be taking us in the other direction in the other direction but anyway like what what i would call myself if a general person off the street asked me what i did versus you know the more nuanced response that i might mm -hmm. give somebody in the profession um, my own experience was one of attempting to do a little bit of real-time education when folks would ask that, you know, yeah. when I, and, and I experienced it probably firsthand most dramatically when I went from teaching in the center to opening family childcare and like overnight, you know, there was some element of Miss Lisa, Miss Lisa at the center, but then they're showing up now at my house mm -hmm. and it was like, you know, anything that i thought i had kind of flew <laughs> out the window simply by the nature of of where the same level if not better care was going to be happening but the perception of it seemed to take a hit mm -hmm. a, a little bit yeah. um and and having to have conversations about that you know what yeah. do you do here and i would take the family child care kids up to the park and i learned really quickly um just the verbiage right and they would say oh do you do a preschool program and i'm like well well you know it's like i'm, I'm doing family child care but i've been a preschool teacher so there's mm -hmm. elements of the preschool in the family child care and they'd be i'll never forget this they're like no 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 which one do you use and i'm like which one do i use what? their understanding of doing preschool was that something came in the mail oh a right like a sure. prepackaged yeah. curriculum and so then i was like no 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 i don't do that at uh -huh. all uh -huh. you know and so here then i was being exposed to a different definition of something that i was aligned with and you're like oh no 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 for clarification no no yeah. I, nothing comes in the mail in a box from some <laughs> company in the middle of the country telling me what these kids here in san diego are are supposed to be engaged and passionate yeah. about, you know? Yeah, I'll tell you, um, and I, I, maybe she'll care, maybe she won't, but Bethany Corey is one of my heroes in this aspect, in this regard, because she is one of the most intentional, mindful, intelligent um, child care providers, early childhood educators that I, that I know. Um, and she has, you know, four or five children in her home and she's, she's doing, wonderful things but when you ask her what kind of care she is she'll be like i i don't know what i do it in my home like she doesn't care about the label at all but she's doing beautiful things and she's doing it with the, the specialized knowledge and expertise that that the field requires um but she doesn't she doesn't get hung up on it and i sort of i really respect that because i do still really get you know ask me what i do i'm going to give you a three paragraphs yeah 
um, because I still have that ego that I keep talking about. <laughs> with well, other people. I, I mean, I appreciate that you're willing to say that. And I, and I get what you mean by the ego. I think that something you said earlier, uh, which jogged my memory of Elizabeth Jones, who said, you know, we, we worked so hard in the eighties to, to get in that and the nineties to, mm -hmm. to get people to see that what we did was important, that the word that you associated with that kind of became important. Mm -hmm. You know, we're trying to tell you that what we do matters. So then, you know, did a certain group of people decide that there are certain words to call what we were doing that were somehow better than other words that we were using? Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, I, don't I think know. they I did. And I think it was us. <laughs> I think it was us as a field. Um, and I know there are even people who would say, well, you're not a field, you're not a profession because you don't have that unification, but the work is out there. And so the word I use is field. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think back in the day, I would default to using the whole, you know, if, if you say you're a doctor, then you're a doctor, people understand what that is. If you say you're a nurse, you understand what that uh -huh. is. If you say you're an attorney, somebody understands what that is. When you say you're a teacher, you know, there's, you know, 700 definitions. there's 700 definitions, you know, and I'm not saying that there wouldn't be specialties within the field of medicine or within the field of, of law. I get that as well. But I would, I would say that in early childhood, they're not necessarily specialties. There's, they're just, it's vernacular. Mm -hmm. You know, what does this area call what we do? And that can yeah. change from state to state to district, right. to district to region to region. And I would even think um, even how old you are um, mm -hmm. would, would determine, would determine that, or perhaps would, would, determine the the level to which you got upset mm -hmm. if somebody you know called you a babysitter versus you, you know a, a preschool teacher right yeah so. yeah i remember um moving to indiana and working in a child care center and calling the infant room the nursery and no one knew you know where that was coming from and i was like well in nebraska the child care centers that's what we called it the infant room was always the nursery, the nursery yeah. um, and i think regulations too the, the language that's used in your state regulation um, as they're defining who's exempt and who needs to be licensed and what this is, it, you know, that all feeds into it also. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so, so I guess. And even that is, is part of that hierarchy too, is yeah. even, even the, the, are you licensed? Are you not licensed? Are you kith and kin? Are you yeah. the, the lady down the street who's minding some children while, mm -hmm. you know, grownups go to work or do what it is that they need to do? You know, and do we see them less than equal to better than? I don't know. To me, the proof is in the pudding. You know, I really to and and I would be hard pressed, Heather. I'll be very honest with you, if this is something I've arrived at in my evolution, or if I've kind of always brought that to the table. Um, I, I would say it was probably not until I really started doing more workshops uh -huh. that I was even exposed oh. to the laundry list of varying identifiers of what we do if that makes sense uh -huh. you know it, you know i kind of came from the uh nursery school child care kindergarten you know yeah. like that was that was what you did and oh family to oh pre pre cool pre-k tk <laughs> kitty k yeah kindergarten that makes sense. you know yeah. like pk 4k jk elemental pk one right. two three you know like oh my gosh what is so, all so social media probably has a role too. Let's just throw them into the pile because they get thrown into every pile. But you know, now we're just more aware of what's happening outside of our in our bubble, in our True. community, our bubble. True. So I think um, funding does too. You sure. know, the, this funding is set aside for children who will be five on or before December first. Yeah. You yeah. know, like yeah. okay, so does that mean that the the people working with that group needs to be called, you know, something different? Yeah. 
you know? I have, I mean, I, and, and this is what I meant a few minutes ago by I'll, if, if Joe Blow off the street asks me what I do, now, maybe not so much right now, uh, because I, I do say now more that I'm, you know, I'm a speaker and an author. Yeah, yeah. But back in the day, I would always just say that I was a, a preschool teacher. I am a preschool teacher. Didn't matter mm-hmm. if I was with the ones or blended family childcare, I would be a preschool teacher. <laughs> but I actually, amongst my cohort, my peers, I started referring to myself as a facilitator of early childhood educational environments a long time ago, oh, yeah. but that takes too long to explain. You have to explain it, yeah. To you know, the lady at the grocery store, or somebody <laughs> in the elevator. Um, also, who doesn't really care. Who doesn't care? Right? <laughs> you know, she doesn't. She's just passing the time making uh-huh. small talk. Uh-huh. She doesn't even care that you're a preschool teacher. But the reason <laughs> I liked facilitator was to me, it was a little bit more inclusive of the various settings I found myself in. Like I found that like I could be serving as a facilitator within a Head Start, a YMCA, a Boys and Girls Club, a, 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 a child, um, excuse me, a children's museum, right? So that word seemed to fit mm-hmm. what I was doing a little bit yeah. better. I think now I, I generally just say, well, I work with young children and their families <laughs> and if they want more they can ask for more um but uh being being in academia has definitely sort of messed with my head too now that I feel like I have to have this big long title and explanation of my value <laughs> well and I think my because of my my personal bent is one of mixed age groupings regardless mm, of the yeah. building that it's in you know that that makes it a little trickier as well. You know, if I'm yeah. out there advocating for as large of mixed age numbers to be together, not number of children in the right. space, but the, the age wide, range, the age range yeah. of, of being as big as possible, as big as legally can, can have, yeah. then that almost requires the people working in that space to come face to face with how have you identified, yeah. you know, with what you do, what do you call yourself? What do you want to be referred to? as when it comes to your profession. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so, and this could be a whole other conversation, but um, you know, mixed age grouping is sort of trendy again. Now people think that they want to try and do it in, in center kinds of programs settings. Um, And that is another level now. So now, even if you work in a childcare center, there are people who present mixed age group as, as being higher up on that hierarchy. And they're still looking down on these family childcare providers who've been doing mixed age group forever. Time and more. We're a mess, Lisa, and I don't know what to do. Read Ready or Not again. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, because a new version came out, I think, right? A new edition, and I didn't read it because I was scared. <laughs> well, I think I had, to, I had to read the first one five times. How, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And write two papers on it. <laughs> yeah, um, and a book report. I, I know I listened to a book report yes, I on did your do. Um, I response did do a book report on it. Uh, before I had you on my speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, maybe we should wrap it up there since clearly we're moving on. Sure. Okay. That's always right. a good indicator that it's, uh, <laughs> we, we just start laughing about stuff that no things, one else cares about. What, one of the things I did write down, I, I don't know, maybe this will, oh yeah, you have notes. Standard, but I do. I always have notes. Um, um, and, and I, I had to be mindful of not being overly critical of the actual words used in the actual blog post, like I, you know, I, Oh yeah. I'm not criticizing this blog post at all. No, 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 no. But, but I found like I was, I was drawn to like, 
her comment about just because I have a degree doesn't mean uh, that I'm better than somebody working yeah. in their home. I was like, oh, I had to keep that in check because I did have a little bit of a sure. yeah to that um, a little bit because we all know that just because you have a piece of paper doesn't mean you're better mm -hmm. and vice and vice versa. Right. Um, but I, I, I did say that it becomes easier to stop seeing each other as lacking and to find ways of lifting each other up to be our best selves. I think when we do have consistency though, or opportunities to get to know the people in our profession mm -hmm. who are doing it, right? That allows us to get beyond maybe what our own perception of family child care might mm -hmm. be, right? go meet some people who are doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Go observe their spaces. Um, I will say, I, I kind of wish that she had elaborated on the experience that did bring this yeah. to the forefront in her brain, because I think it might've given a little bit of clarity or insight um, to specifically, like maybe even offering some suggestions on how mm -hmm. to lift each other up. Mm -hmm. I will say that when it comes to those internal kind of nitpicky hierarchy of getting, I can get all the kids to sleep or I'm the opener and I've been yeah. here the longest. Um, she's just a closer. Yeah. She's just a closer. Yeah. She's just the closer. Um, but I always, my sense of why we did that, do that mm -hmm. is because you don't get the financial compensation. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So we, we have to, there's other unwritten forms of the compensation right of of status of respect or of prestige um and i just think it's it's a sad state of affairs when it's that you get to leave it to mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that <laughs> yeah but that's the point that you've that's, reached that's the, the pinnacle point of your career you get to leave it to <laughs> you get a key you know yeah. you get you get your own access to the sharpie markers and the toilet paper um yeah. your, your your own uh, expense account right you oh get my god a, ten dollars a month on your classroom instead of only five <laughs> so, i mean i have nothing to say to that other than you know it's that, reality that maybe, oh well and and maybe some rationale which maybe back in the day was done with 100 percent amazing intention yeah. like and and it could have even been intentional like hey you know what i can still only afford to pay you xyz an hour and now because you've been here the longest, I can't sure. offer you health care, but we're going to adjust your hours so you can get off work a little early mm -hmm. and go pick up your own kids at school. Boom. Yeah. Like that is to some degree a raise of sorts or an acknowledgement of being appreciated, appreciated right. with, within the job that you're doing. Um, but but, but I, seniority is a, is a reason. Like a, that's, a, that's a tangible rationale, a good reason to say okay, this is something I've earned. I can feel good about that. That doesn't mean you have to say, well, you work till six, so you're shit. <laughs> or I'm, not, I'm, I'm above working till six. That kind of, it's, it's a different, to me, it, it rings differently. Yeah, I would to, agree. To say that it's because you've been here a long time. Because of course, we have to find ways to, um, to acknowledge appreciation for the people who are doing the work um, without knocking other people down on your way to do that i guess true but that's I, another whole show that's <laughs> another whole show um it also is making me think of um of of dispositions right so yes. 
right? If, if, I, if, if there's an unwritten rule that the newest person on the team has to be the closer because that's just the culture of the school, whether I believe in it or not, but yet I know she's a morning person and my opener who's been here the longest and so that's been her reward really should be the closer because <laughs> she doesn't really wake up until uh -huh. two in the afternoon. <laughs> Right, so how, how do I use what I know about the people working here to uh -huh. benefit the overall perception yeah. and, 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 and execution of the program without yeah. being so locked into these outdated mm -hmm. you know, models of what we should be doing. Right, right. Should, quote unquote. There you go, there you go. All right, well, as per usual, we said we were gonna stop and then kept going. So <laughs> See, they know that now they look forward to it bonus they're, like, no, they're not really done yeah they're not really done yeah it's like you know they have they left the stage but they're coming back out they haven't done the encore yet yeah all right well thank you lisa thank and, you for uh, having me back thanks everybody for listening to another episode we'll see you next week and that's the show now go get your nerd on has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.